Miserable people, here we are back again. It's a, it's a it's a grueling schedule these days with the WWE man, the Hollywood Heels podcast, the rock star, the Renaissance man, the Duke Russo here with the divine voice himself, Henron. Guess who's back? Back again. Yeah. We are back. Tell your friends. Um, yeah, Monday Night Raw action. I thought it was a decent episode. Did not like the main event, but I had fun. I, I thought, especially the way the show started off, um, the people got the chant, the crowd got to let their voice and opinions out, you know, so I, I love to see that. And I, I'm glad to uh, give my voice and opinion out about this episode here shortly. What'd you think, yeah. man? Yeah, I don't, I don't, first off, like, I, I feel like I got trolled pretty hard on the main event because I saw, like, I, I didn't watch it live because I live in the worst time zone ever. And basically, if I want to watch Raw, it, it runs until midnight my time when it first airs. And I just can't fucking do that. I'm too old for that shit, right? Um, so I had seen, like, clips on Twitter and whatnot, and... I was like, yo, Cody was bloody as fuck. This must have been a wild ass, wild match. Like Shinsuke must have just bashed his face in with the with the cowbell. And then, no, it was it was just missed. Yeah, just just a missed. Um it actually was a fairly tame match uh, for a bull rope match. I, I was honestly expecting a lot more. Uh, the first one in 17 was. years. They said it was the about. same bull rope that his dad used. Like they just in the seventies, they just had that in the in one of the cases that they just travel with city to city that they just hold on. Like I don't doubt Dusty it, but that's crazy. It. So Dusty used it, Dustin used it, and Cody used it. So the it's it's a Rhodes relic at this point. That's crazy. It is pretty wild. But all right, so we opened up the show with Monday Night Rollins. Notes all the big pops that he gets, you know, just a, just a little little uh, acknowledgement. He was acknowledged by the crowd, and he wants to be acknowledged by his big bro, Roman Reigns. And he can smell what everybody's cooking. Gets, uh, gets bombarded with booze at this point and Cody chants. And he's like, you know what? I, I sense that you guys want Cody. Calls Cody out. Cody comes on out. Seth tells Cody that, you know, ultimately he's being selfish here. Seth is. He wants to know if he's the best in order to find out if he's the best. And he has to beat the best. And that's Cody Rhodes. So he asks Cody straight up for an answer on WrestleMania. Drew interrupts. He's like, what are you guys doing? Uh, it, it should have been Drew and Seth at WrestleMania. Cody has his chance, you know, uh, uh, Drew revealed his uh, meme shirt of him on the grave of CM Punk's dreams, which is fantastic, and that does actually exist on the merch store. They are they are on fire lately for like making random merch things available, and I kind of love it. Um, not that I'm buying any of them, so maybe I don't love it that much, but you know, just saying. Uh, tells Cody that he needs to go and finish the story. He can't let his dad down. Seth tells Drew that he doesn't need to be a dick. He already lost to Seth twice. He doesn't get a match. Uh, Drew 
actually applaud Seth for a second here, saying it is indeed the workhorse title. And no one wants to fight Roman Reigns because everybody's been there before. And his family ends up cheating for him to win. And that shit just ain't fun. Nobody wants to go through it. With that said, it's time for Drew to take matters into his own hands. He attacks Seth and then gets chased from the ring by Cody. And that's how we open up Monday Night Rollins. I like I could not wait to hear what Drew had to say. We get Seth out here. He's hype with the crowd, doesn't really say too much before he calls Cody out. Cody comes out there. They get to sing a song. Everybody gets hype again. And then Drew interrupts everybody. And he's got the t-shirt. The t-shirt's great. Um, he, you can tell he's tr- like just being fake genuine the entire time. You can almost hear the sarcasm in his voice. And, you know, is he trying to hype up Cody, trying to hype up Seth? But he tells Cody, ah, 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 I'm not done yet, Cody. <laughs> and hold on, let this man cook, he said. Um, but he's he talking to Seth, and he was like, Seth was like, I don't know why you're trying to talk to me, Drew. You lost twice. And Drew's like, I don't know why you're trying to talk to Cody because you lost three times. And the crowd, you know, kind of got behind that one. And Drew Drew got a pop. You know, I, I honestly think, like, Drew's kind of bigger than Seth. I don't know. but uh, I mean, they're basically my two favorites, so I'm not going to complain too much. But I don't know. You can't like, sing a song. You can't, but, like... They like just that small reaction. Like you're not even supposed to cheer the guy, but he's still getting cheered against the guy. Like he's up there. He hits the headbutt and smiles as he walks away. And yeah, like I mean, I think he's gonna take the belt in Mania. I guess right. I don't know. Like I so. Multiple times throughout the night and multiple times during the main event, commentary made an effort to specifically say, well, nothing's official in regards to what's happening with Mania. So usually when they're that in, you know, purposeful and deliberate with what they're saying and they repeat it so many goddamn times, they're clearly told to say that and to emphasize that. I mean, we're recording this on Wednesday. We'll find out tomorrow, won't we? Yeah, um, we haven't. They haven't said anything about the men's elimination chamber match, right? They, they, Correct. they've talked. You don't about- even have any of the 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 qualifying matches set up, as far as I know. Whereas they they have a women's one this episode, and then they're having another women's one next episode that's already lined up. Yet yeah, I don't even know of a men's one that's even lined up. That's yeah, exactly. Like they haven't even announced that the men's match is occurring. So I don't know what they're planning. I'm interested to see what the hell this friggin' press conference like and it's so random. Like when was the last time they had a big like publicized like kickoff show? I don't remember them doing this last year or any year prior. I mean it's the rock, dude. Like, are you surprised? They they roll out all the stops for good old Dwayne. I guess. And I I feel like I saw that they said Cody's supposed to be there as well. So we were supposed to have like Rock, Roman, Cody, uh, uh, Bianca, Rhea, um, Rhea uh, uh, Seth maybe? Yeah, Seth. Yeah, I think that's the entire crew. Um, 
Maybe Bailey too. I can't remember. She was but, she wasn't advertised. She was uh she was mad about it and she was uh talking mess on social media. But I don't And whatever. Know. Her match is already set. Come on. Yeah. What um <laughs> so I don't I don't know. Tomorrow's gonna be very interesting, dude. I, I will say like I'm probably gonna watch live. I, I I wasn't expecting to say that, but here we are and with all of the the questions that we have and, and the implications moving forward on mania and re- even the implications on elimination chamber. Like I'm really curious what's going to happen here. For sure. And I, I doubt it's long. It'll probably, probably be like an easy one hour watch that it'll be a nice, uh, palate cleanser from my rewatching of the office for the, uh, 10th time. Oh God. Um, all right, so after this, uh, we get the men's fatal four-way tag to determine who moves on to face British Strong Style, in which the winner of that shall go on to face Priest and Balor for the belts at uh, Elimination Chamber. So on the Raw side here, we had New Day, the Creed Brothers, Imperium, and DIY. Uh, this was a fun match. I wish they would have taken commercials away from this and put it in some of the other matches later, because like I just like there's just way too many commercials in one of the better matches, maybe the best match on on the show. I was gonna say this honestly. was match like, night for me, uh, and and that's like it was a it's a great match. It wouldn't normally be match of the night on most nights, but everything else was just mid. Yeah, everything's very mid. Like, I had to think about it for a second because I was like, man, it really didn't, like, it really plateaued here match-wise. Um, but very fun. Love all the teams involved in here. Some of the high spots. Champa hit a white noise on Xavier off the top turnbuckle to the outside. Pretty nasty onto the, uh, you know, group of people. He didn't hit it straight to the floor because guy would have died. Um Big Tower of Doom spot with New Day Imperium and Champa at the tippy top. Um, we had Julius Creed just being the guy. Uh, he hit a off the top to the outside Swanton. And then his brother Brutus had Vinci in an ankle lock. And he was just defending him. And <laughs> he hits a belly to belly on Kaiser, on Gargano, hits a kip up after every single one of them, catches Kofi off the top, does it again. Ciampa comes in, he jumps on his brother's back and hits him with a sleeper. He pulls Ciampa off of his brother, grabs Xavier, who's coming in trying to kick him, hits a double Northern Light suplex on both of them, gets the straps down, and his, just cheered his brother on as he still has his ankle lock on this entire time. Spot of the night. That was fucking great. I love the Creed Brothers. It would have been nice to see them win, but honestly, where I think they're going with it, it makes sense. You know, keep highlighting them, but we'll keep them on the back burner for some bigger moments as we get them just a little bit more experience. Um, um, it looked like they were gonna win. Um, they hit the Brutus ball onto uh, Vinci. But then when they were in the corner, Ciampa snuck and tagged himself in. They ended up uh, kneeing 
the creeds in the face, pushed him out of the ring. DIY hit the meat in the middle on Vinci for the one, two, three, and they go on to SmackDown to face, I guess we're calling them British Strong Style with um, Bait and Dunn. And I think Bait and Dunn are winning. And I can honestly see them winning the tag team championships at Chamber. Ah, eesh. I don't know. So, like, there's a couple couple things that I think about this. One is that they they already just beat DIY. So it almost kind of is pointless to have them go against DIY again. So so Baton and Pete Dunn, Baton Bruiserweight, um, would make sense because that match hasn't happened. But to me, it's not believable like them beating. So I, I think Judgment Day is going to retain uh, almost regardless of who moves on. I think Bait and Butch move on and, and Judgment Day retains. And that's that's honestly probably what is going to happen because... I I feel that they'll probably lose the belts at Mania. Maybe we'll finally have the splitting of the belts and we get some type of four-way match and they get double pinned so we split the belts or something like that. I still think that's what we should do, but if not, just pass them on to the next big team, whoever you're going to give your big WrestleMania spot to. Um, But the way that Triple H loves Tyler Bay and Pete Dunne I wouldn't be surprised to see them get the tag team championships because that's the, a combo of the youngest and damn near the longest reigning UK champions in WWE history. That was all under his NXT reign. Yeah, I just... There's more to tell with the Judgment Day story. Like, I think it would be super poetic for the awesome truth to be the ones to dethrone them. Um, and like... Yes, Bait and Butch are better in the ring than Awesome Truth, but I feel like the crowd response would be better. Like I, I feel like the crowd response will be good, but kind of meh, to, to be honest with you, if Bait and Butch win the belts. Yeah, I, I figured maybe Australia, because they kind of like British people like that, so maybe it'd be a bigger pop there. But I think the mania pop of our truth and Miz winning would be much bigger. So that's likely what we'll see. So I don't know. Yeah, and I I think that um since we're on this topic, I'm going to I'm going to jump around a little bit here. Um we we get a segment where we're in the Judgment Day Clubhouse. And they're ultimately saying, you know, they don't really care who wins this tournament. Really no difference to them. The result's going to be the same. Tonight, uh, McDonuts needs to handle The Miz because they've got a match. Uh, R-Truth shows up. Que paso? And uh, tells JD to earn his keep. They're all like, what the fuck are you still doing here, bro? And he's like, I'm, I'm really in. Like, the first time, the first initiation. But this was the real initiation, right? And Finn's like, yo, there never was an initiation. They they kind of all end up leaving, except for Priest. And Priest is like, you know, you know what? Just fuck it. Make yourself at home. So where where I'm going with this is that I think that 
in the end, our truth gaining sympathy from Damien Priest is what is going to be Priest's exit from Judgment Day. Okay, you think so? When when do you think that would like? You think that they're gonna like lose their titles at Mania, and then he's gonna like give truth a hug at the end of the match and they're going to turn on him then or like how do you how do you see that happening i i'm not a hundred percent sure yet i think maybe it could be like after they win the belts or something and like yeah priest is amenable to him and and cordial about it and whereas the other ones just want to jump everybody and uh whereas priest would be something like well you know he they earned it man like you know, because in reality, nobody's going to help our truth and the Miz win that match. If anything, mm-hmm. Dom and McDonuts are going to show up and maybe like they fuck up in helping them or something. I don't know, some sort of wild ass shit like that. Um, and that that's kind of like you know, oh, you're soft, get the fuck out type of thing. Um, so I I I think that that's gonna because really, other than in the beginning. Finn showed a little bit of sympathy towards our truth <clears throat> but that seems to be gone now and it's kind of just priest yeah Finn is disgusted by the guy he doesn't even want to be touched by him <laughs> so. like in the beginning he's like yeah I'm a big our truth fan and he doesn't seem like a big our truth fan anymore oh man not at all not at all so I, I don't know I think we could end up something like that um <clears throat> All right, let me just sweep through this Judgment Day stuff. So we also had Rhea coming out to address the crowd. She did her own version of Give Me What I Want. Um, She wants Nia Jax, and she wants Nia Jax now. Adam Pearce comes out, and he's like, no, 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 we can't be doing that. You know we can't be doing that, but you can have her at Elimination Chamber for a championship match. Um... Nia doesn't really care what Pierce says, comes in, enters, they brawl a bit in the ring, and it ends up in Rhea getting squashed. Yeah, I, I loved how this kind of stemmed from Drew being backstage talking to Pierce, and then the TV just turns on and Rhea Rip is coming out, and, and Drew's like, oh, better take care of yourself. And I'm like, who, 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 like, it just happens like that every time somebody comes out the tv just automatically changes or am i missing something (laughs) yeah it's uh dude in general i was gonna save this for later but they're really all in on these like entrance ramp interview segments yeah and like i feel like that's kind of an extension of that i mean we got it before becky basler um we got it before JD Miz and I mean really they don't they don't really have anything like valuable to say to be completely honest with you Shane is like I'm going to tear Becky limb by limb and Becky's like I'm ready my future's on the line some shit like that like it's really nonsensical shit but um it interrupts the flow and obviously that one dude being gone now like you said, we're seeing different camera angles, this and that, and like we're really heavy into this right now. So you can see that they're doing 
different things. And I also wonder if it's like them trying to dip their feet into what we had said a couple episodes or they reportedly want to get into being more like live sports-esque. So I'm not wondering if these are like sideline interviews, you know, when they check in with the coach uh, uh, in between quarters or during a kickoff or something like that, uh, you know, some, some sort of flow in that regard. Yeah, yeah, that's one thing I was going to comment on as well. I, I'd love that they're trying new things. I'd love to see some more backstage. I guess they already do like the after the match backstage thing. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of a thing. But let me see some end of the night stuff. Like when they're, you know, packing up their bag and they're leaving the arena. Like, you know, what, you know, what are you, what are you going to do now? Are you, you going to practice or get ready for next week? Or let's see, you know, more. When, when they arrive, like, oh, did they not arrive? I don't know. I guess they do show arrivals, but only with... They show it on big, Twitter. Yeah. But, I don't know. I, I, give me more. You know, give me something that makes this backstage more interesting. What else can they add in there to make it more sports and feel like we're there, you know? You know why they want to be more like sports? It's one answer. Money? Advertisement? What you thinking? Sports betting money. Oh, yikes. Which you can, in some states, you can already bet on it, which I think is fucking asinine. Like, okay, we all love wrestling. If you're listening to this, you love wrestling. And chances are, if you're listening to this, you're not really a, a, a casual wrestling fan entirely. It's scripted. Let's not fucking kid ourselves here. Like, who would ever bet on a scripted event? I know that... Very rarely do match outcome leaks happen, like fucking ever. They're really good about that, and they've been good about that for a long-ass time. Because if it leaked, believe me, fucking uh, SRS from Fightful would be all over that bullshit if somebody, like, farted the fucking result, you know? But we never hear that. I mean, shit, the, the, the whole CM Punk saga changed everything in terms of like his appearance because everybody was so adamantly no no it's not gonna happen no there's no talks no 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 and it wasn't until he was like fucking in gorilla that people were like okay this this is happening um, right so there are no leaks but at the end of the day i don't care if there are no leaks or not it's still scripted and predetermined and it just seems wrong yeah, they y'all already make money literally hand over fist. All right, like just in general, you know, on a, on a grander scale of things, all these corporations and businesses, it's actually just gross behavior. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's whatever. All right, so let let's really finish off the Judgment Day stuff and go into this JD Miz match where like. Miz was asked ahead of time about our truth and the and the Judgment Day saga, and he's like, "I don't know if he's crazy or if he's a genius." <laughs> I'm like, "Whatever, Miz." Yeah, this was what you could probably assume a JD Miz match was. Dom tried to interfere here and there. Uh, Miz hit a big back body drop on JD. He took he took his move that he takes like that's just weird. Uh, we eventually get our truth who interrupts it, and he he's dressed like somebody who sells beer or snacks that walks around the stadium that's got the plastic bucket and the strap around him, but the bucket was purple, and the strap had bullets on it, like he was in the army, but they were purple tip bullets, 
Judgment Day swag. And he's just throwing out t-shirts. And then he walks up to the ring and he puts a t-shirt on Dom. And the way he puts it on Dom, Dom's arms are trapped like a straight jacket. So he can't help. And Miz kicks him in the face. And then he gets up on the apron and he's talking to JD. And he's like, JD, I, I got your cut. I got your money. And JD stops and he's like, okay, hold up. Hold up. All right. So he takes the money. And he's like, this is all this is all for me. All right, mate. All right. <laughs> and as he's trying to, I guess, put it in his trunks or whatever, the Miz gets up from behind, grabs him and hits a skull crushing finale. Money goes everywhere. One, two, three. Miz grabs the victory. What a nonsense match. But I love the ending. I, I love Seeing the money go everywhere. That's that's just ridiculous. That's like a theme right now with Truth getting involved in Judgment Day matches. It's just money everywhere. Um, I really want to see uh, uh, Truth come out with a t-shirt cannon, you know, and just like firing that bitch off everywhere. Yeah, they, they really need to add that in there. Because uh, uh, you, could, you could call him uh, Drake in a sense, I suppose. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> uh yeah um all right so that that's the end of uh judgment day related things for this show now we can move on to other news and business uh we had the first qualifying match for the women's elimination chamber and we had the the submission magician who certainly magicianed her submissions in this match Shayna baszler uh, versus the man, Becky Lynch. So they just were going at it on the ground um, to start the match pretty much, uh, just trying to grapple it out. Um, honestly, Becky kind of looked gassed. I don't know if it was, I don't know, maybe it was just me, but she just kind of looked like gassed in this match. And Baszler was just, you know, hitting knees and trying to catch the choke and. Becky would counter it and, you know, try to hit the, uh, disarm her or try to hit a regular arm bar and couldn't hit it. And here's the manhandle. Oh, it gets countered. And one time Baszler countered the manhandle into an ankle lock. She tried to do this weird thing where she put Becky's arm around the rope and then tried to tuck her arm into her own pants or something like that. And like, as soon as she turned her back, her hand was already out. And I was like, That's, that doesn't look like that worked at all. And I, I think that Becky was supposed to stand there and take a move. But since her hand was out, she was like, I'm not just going to stand here and look like an idiot. So she ended up running to the second rope and attacking Shayna. And she hit her with the second rope uh, superplex. And she tried to turn that right into an arm bar, but Baszler blocked it. And then... She countered that block into a gut wrench, um, which was pretty nasty. Um, then, you know, Shayna tries to get another arm bar. Um, can't do it. Becky tries to get an arm bar. She then reverses it into another gut wrench, which Becky reverses the gut wrench into the manhandle slam, which almost felt out of nowhere. For the one, two, three. And Becky's moving on to the chamber for the first time. In her career, evidently. And uh, I think she should win it. Just saying. So that way we can have Becky Rhea. But uh, 
So since Baszler's out, the next one that we're going to get is Liv Morgan versus Zoe Stark. I think Baszler out. I mean, the, Liv's got to win, no? Like, we, we've got to get Liv in the chamber. Yeah, either... So between uh, Shayna, Zoe, and Liv, definitely one, likely two of them are going to end up in the match because I do think that we're still going to get a last chance five-way match or whatever between all the losers. And, you know, either we get Shayna and Zoe fighting each other in that match to make their way in, or we get Zoe winning this match and then... Live winning that last chance survivor match. They just need to put Liv in. And especially so they after this match, they had Kathy Kelly checking in with Liv, and she's basically like, Yeah, I'm back and I'm here for my revenge against Rhea Ripley, because I was gone for pretty much an entire year, thanks to her. Um so I I think Liv's gonna win. Um uh, you know, we're building this whole like a lot of these people going into the chamber want Rhea. You know what I mean? So uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Who, so who do you think the women's chamber is going to be? Um, I guess Raquel's been MIA, but we got Liv and Becky for sure. Um. But it can be both brands, right? So we got yes. Liv, Becky, and maybe... Uh, I don't know who else is on Raw. Not Nia, because she's going to wrestle that same night. Um, not Zia Lee. But like I said, maybe Zoe or Shayna, if we're doing Raw stuff, I don't know. Maybe they make... Shayna and Zoe fight each other for the final spot, and then we get this like three SmackDown ladies, like probably Naomi. Um, what's her name? Prettiest Moonsaults ever, Tiffy Time, and I don't know, um, Mi Chin, but she just lost. Yeah, so I'm I'm thinking uh, I I I'm on board with the majority of that. So I was thinking Naomi, um, Tiffy, uh, Becky, Liv, um, maybe Zoe and Jade. I think Jade's going to end up in the chamber. It it'd be nice to see her in the chamber. Um, maybe like, I don't know. How does she get to the chamber? Is she she's gonna squash what Zelina Vega? Like, who? What's gonna happen? No, I think, um, kind of like what you said with the the last chance, and then they she ends up in that and okay. squashes. Like, if we do a lot, no, because then if I said we Zoe, got, then we got Zoe. Shotzi too. She could she could uh, beat Shotzi. In a one-on-one. Yeah. I mean, Shotzi in a qualifying match is weird, though. Like, I think it would have to be somebody. Um, Bianca. Well, uh, we should get Bianca in the chamber, no? Like, uh, how how are we leaving her out? I, 
I don't know. I think we're letting Bianca. I thought like we letting Bianca and Jade chill until Mania. I figured they're just going to automatically give them a slot because that's a money match. Yeah, but so we started the little rivalry in the Rumble, and then maybe we build on the rivalry a little bit more in the Chamber, and then we get the match at Mania. Yeah, then it's just. I just like maybe it, they cost each other the chamber, you know, like neither of them win the chamber because they're too engrossed in in battling each other while meanwhile Becky pins live or something, you know what I mean? Or maybe we can get four SmackDown women and we only have two raw women, and then that could lead to some beef between Aldis and uh Pierce, or maybe they do a trade or something to do that storyline but i feel like there's more like Ni- i feel like naomi bianca jade and tiffany stratton they all kind of should be in it it's a six-person match like i don't know yeah i i really i really think tiffy should be in it because especially with the chamber and usually there's a there's a flyer in the chamber and i would say that out of the women that we've talked about she's really the only flyer you know yeah her and bianca they could do a moonsault 450 stereo off the top onto respective opponents into a crowd basically yeah um all right what else we got uh all right let's get this match out of the way i'm i'm saying man wwe is doing maxine dupree so fucking dirty if she wants to wrestle, man, just put her in NXT. Like, it's unfair to her at this point. We had a mixed tag match between Alpha Academy, Maxine, and Tazawa versus uh, Ivar and Valhalla. And, like, dude, Maxine is just so bad. Yeah, man. Like, I didn't even know they were doing this match. And I was like, oh, mixed tag, Alpha Academy. Alpha Academy is always wearing their gear, so you don't know who's in the match. And they say Tazawa and Maxine. I'm like, oh, goodness. I literally put LMAO in my notes. And then we got Ivar and Valhalla, and Valhalla doesn't have the antlers. So you can already tell what kind of night this is going to be. Cole was, again, on one. Literally on one. I, I don't know if they, since Vince McMahon's not in his ear, but he's on the fucking shits like this entire year. And it's been amazing. So I hope he continues and I hope he's doing well. But, uh, Tazawa starts off the match, hits a trouble in paradise on Ivar, rips his shirt off. Valhalla tries to attack him. He dodges into a dive to the outside. Now we get the ladies one-on-one. This is where the match gets interesting. Uh, Maxine gets thrown to the corner, gets charged by Valhalla behind her. She tries to do that thing when you, uh, you're running into the turnbuckle. You grab the ropes, you jump. As your opponent runs underneath, and then you, you know, kind of twist your hips, put your legs around their waist, and, you know, roll backwards into a sunset flip. Um, I guess she just wasn't looking. The timing was completely off. I don't know. But she went up and tried to put her knees down and did it way too early. Basically, she could have just choked out Valhalla like that and just put her in like the code of silence, Carmela style. 
because her legs were around like her head and neck instead of her waist like they should have been and they struggled until she was finally able to hit that she hits a uh back handspring cartwheel thing that was a deal um yeah eventually ivar gets back in there i believe uh Hazawa tried to hit a cross body he gets caught and then maxine jumps on um ivar who's holding Tozawa, and he basically eats a double crossbody actually goes down that was fun uh he, he ends up going up top maxine tries to distract him doesn't work she eats the pop-up headbutt on the apron Tozawa tries to hit the sunset flip doesn't work uh he just gets kicked and then he gets grabbed second rope into the world's strongest slam. I don't know what the hell else to call just this big ass slam off the second rope. And he's done. One, two, three. Yeah, this was bad. Um, just put Maxine in NXT if she wants to wrestle, please. Like, she should be wrestling, uh, you know, Carmen Petrovich or something, you know, uh, if she wants Ariana to wrestle. Grace. Ariana Grace is actually a bigger girl that can kind of go, even though I don't like her. I'll, I'll acknowledge that she's decent in the ring. Mm-hmm. I, I think that she's better than Max. It's just, like I said, they're doing her dirty. You know, this isn't the age, the the old Vince days, the WWF days of the fucking mud wrestling and whatnot. Like, she needs to have some sort of ring ability, and it's just not there. Unfortunately not. Yeah. Um, We get a little segment before we get into a bigger segment of Imperium uh, checking in with Adam Pierce, vehemently making sure that everything is prepared for the 600-day reign celebration of the Ring General. But uh, Pierce has a meeting, so get the fuck out. And that meeting is with Braun Breaker, where he's like, yo, I'll match anything. All this gives you, and then some. And this is this is my my offer. And yeah, it's uh, we need Brown Breaker. We need him soon, please. I still feel like every like they've had all these plans, and every time we see Brown Breaker, that should have been Brock Lesnar and Aldis and Pierce were supposed to be fighting over who can put more money to sign. Brock and it's Braun and it's kind of crazy that they just like the amount of confidence and respect they have for you that they just slid you in that role it really is a new era it's crazy yo he really is like the future him mellow trick I know you don't feel as strongly about Dragonov as I do but Dragonov like they are the future of this company um all right, so now we move into Gunther's 600-day celebration. To absolutely nobody's surprise, he is still here with the belt, but he tells Kaiser that he doesn't want these celebrations anymore because this shit ain't going to change. He's the longest reigning and the greatest IC champion of all time, and he's got no competition left. When we get competition, it's just me, Oos. Main event, Jey Uso interrupts. And this is the first time that I feel like I've noticed the crowd really singing like all the lyrics to his song, which is really like eight words. But I 
I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just the first time I noticed it, but like first time, even the line them all up, knock them down, like that whole part, they were saying that. I was just kind of surprised a little bit. Um, Gunther uh, feels a little disrespected here. You know, this is a celebration after all. And, and he did bounce Jay from the Rumble. And uh, Jay's like, yo, no disrespect. Uh, you a real one, Oos. And uh, Gunther's like, yo, hey, uh, thanks. You a real one too. But you had help with all your shit and I did it all alone. Jay recaps his accomplishments. Over a thousand days, his tag champion. First tag team in a main event, WrestleMania. And in 2024, it's time for a singles belt. So if you want to see main event Jay Uso be the new IC champ, let me hear you say yeet. Yeet. Yes, sir. Yeet indeed. I'm on board with that. Gunther is like, yo, I'll beat you worse than your family ever did. <laughs> I'll, beat, I'll beat you so bad you'll wish for the days where people couldn't tell you and your brother apart. I was like, oh, Gunther, I fucking love this dude. He shoulder checks Jay. Jay spears Gunther. Imperium jumps Jay. And then New Day makes the save. Uh, I love this. Did like... Gunther was spitting hot fire. Um, number one, the crowd was on. They fucking loved Jey Uso. They, they turned the what chance into yeet chance. So everything that he's saying, you know, fucking seven time, yeet, thousand day, yeet. They were just all up in it. It was fantastic. I love the fake respect that Gunther had trying. Like they were both hyping each other up and Gunther was like, yeah, that's all great. But how does it feel that she only did 50% of the work, you know? <laughs> so just fucking great. Um, that was a that was the diss of the night right there. Uh, beat you worse than your family and make you, you know, take you back to when they couldn't tell you and your brother apart. That is yikes. And he couldn't take it. He had to fight him at that point. Um, but New Day had to come save him because he was getting his ass beat three on one. Yeah. Um, I think that Jay could be the one. He may be the chosen one to end the reign of the ring at all. Do you believe it? When? Like, we're going to extend this until Mania? Maybe. I mean, maybe they get a match at Chamber. I don't know. So, I mean, we get both chambers, which are usually pretty long. We're getting uh, the tag team match. We're getting Rhea and Nia. Is that it? You got time for maybe one more. Make this the one. And then we're just going to make him give it up at, I guess it'd be big for Jay. And what's Jay going to do? He's going to defend it against his brother at Mania or what? I actually think that would be pretty lit. That'd be pretty cool. And then it, it frees up Gunther. So, like, maybe you give him a match at Mania. Maybe you don't. Maybe it is just no belt on the line, Braun Breaker. Maybe maybe it's Gunther, Logan Paul. I don't fucking know. Um, although U.S. title on him seems weird. But, you know, it frees him up and gives him time to build towards beating whoever comes out with the World Heavyweight Championship at Bash of Berlin. Yeah, anything to give Gunther the belt at Bash in Berlin. Yeah, I mean, that pop would be wild. Um, that pop would be wild anywhere that it would happen. Um, all right, we get a little Shinsuke promo. And honestly, dude, I'm just tired of this. Enough, please. Like, 
it was just weird. We, I hear people saying, we want Cody. No, I want Cody. That's my, <laughs> my Shinsuke impersonation right there that I just pulled out of my ass. I actually thought it was pretty decent. That was actually really good. Uh, that was that was that was a great line. Fucking, we want Cody. No, no, no. <laughs> I want Cody. Guys, ridiculous, dude. Shut, shut the hell up. It's yeah, weird, shut the fuck man. up, dude. Yeah, I'm over this shit. Uh, and it, so next we get a match. Uh, we get the Party Girls rematch uh, against the Kabuki Warriors for the Women's Tag Championship. Both of these teams are really good tag teams. Uh, they both mesh well together as actual teammates. You know, they hit the combo moves. They got, you know, combo finishers. Uh, they sneak attack each other when they need to. Like, I like that shit. Uh, fun match. I almost thought party girls were about to fucking win that shit. They hit the, uh, what's it called? The after party? What's that fucking shit called? The four yeah, yeah. Uh, to the standing neck breaker and Kyrie barely snuck in there to break that shit up. She literally came out of nowhere. Great camera angle there because I was like, yo, she didn't, she didn't know where to be seen, but I just couldn't see her from the camera angle. Uh, Oscar and them ended up winning after they just fucking annihilated uh, both of them. Uh, they tried to do the keg stand. Kyrie held on to the foot of Carter. She ended up dropping chance. Uh, they drag Carter out of the ring, throw her into the stairs, chances by herself. Asuka just kicks her fucking head off, hits the tag. We get the Scorpion Death Drop insane elbow combo for the one, two, three. Fun little match. Um, I think there was another tiny spot that Katana Chance had where she hit a nice double stomp off the ropes to Kyrie, who was trapped between the ropes. Um, she's great, but I think she yells too much for my taste. Chance? Yeah. Yeah, and the stuff that she says is just stupid usually. You know, like before the match, they're like introducing them and, you know, the stuff that she just yells out is generic. Like, you know what time it is. And I'm like, yeah, it's clobbering time. Like, (laughs) yeah. She just yells out like the most low effort, like robotic, generic ass bullshit. And I'm just like, yeah, just I'm not really, not really into the party girls. I I thought I would be because they're an actual tag team, but now that we have an actual tag team who are actual like legacy level wrestlers, like. More or less Hall of Fame wrestlers, no. I, th- I, Oscar definitely is, and I would say maybe not WWE Hall of Fame, but like in the grand scheme of wrestling, I would say Kyrie's a Hall of Famer. No. Yes, correct. So now that we have this situation going on, and they have like actual tag moves, you know that the we need a name for their finisher. Um but yeah, it's just now now that we have this, I'm like, okay, we I'm I'm good with these girls. Um we had a really weird uh interview where Jackie was interviewing Sammy and she's like she basically asks him if he's thinking about Drew and he more or less answers in a really long roundabout way, basically says he's he's actually thinking about Roman and he still wants to be a champion. And I'm like Okay, 
cool. Good, good for you, bro. It ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody cares, Sammy. What's your emo ness in the crowd? What what the hell did he say? He said it's about showing the people that they that they believed and they were right. Like, what are you even saying? What the fuck? Um, that's irrelevant. Back to the finisher for the Kabuki Warriors. Kabuki Death Drop. That's that's what I'm gonna call it. Well, I don't mind it. I kind of want to include insane in in there somewhere for the elbow, you know, like it does need to have insane in there. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. We'll 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 let that simmer. Put it in that. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think, and I'm just like, you know, kabuki insane drop. No, it doesn't really work. Like. Insane warrior drop. I don't, uh, I don't. I can't. I can't get anything. But we get to the main event, um, the bull rope match between Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes. Now nah, that wasn't as good. I, I need to work on that one. And Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, it wasn't really all that long. I was expecting it to be longer than it was. I, I was expecting it to be longer than it was, and I was expecting it to be better than it was. Yeah, I was expecting blood or choking or hanging or anything where it was extremely tame. It was honestly like more tame than some of their regular one-on-one matches that they just had, you know, two to three weeks ago. Uh, they and it basically was a regular match, you know, Shinsuke. He just doesn't. He just doesn't care. He literally hits the exact same moves in every match. He puts you on the rope. He needs you in the stomach. You know he's gonna fucking hang you in the ropes. Do a sliding German. He's gonna lay you down in the turnbuckle. Oh, he's gonna shake his foot in your throat. Good vibrations. He's gonna do the same fucking thing. Uh, Cody went out there, hits a fucking, you know, disaster kick. Hits a Cody cutter. Um, he hits a crossroads at one point, but he was not able to get the pin. Shinsuke getting back up, uh, tries to hit a Kinshasa at one point, but Cody counters it into a pedigree. Uh, Shinsuke gets back on top, um, gets a sleeper that Cody reverses into a crossroads. And that was the one that he hit, which was pretty nice. Um, at one point, Cody's lining up for the big bell shot. He's holding the bell, and he's just waiting for Shinsuke to get up so he could knock his ass out. And Shinsuke hits him with the red mist, and now he's blind, and oh no. But we get the big spot of the match when Nakamura's back up, and he's trying to hit the cowbell on Cody now, and he tries, you know, and he dodges or whatever the fuck happens, and he finally tries to hit the Kinshasa. And Cody counters, flips him over the rope, and grabs the rope, pulling it in between Shinsuke's legs to crotch him and flip him over, pick him back up since he's on his back into the perfect crossroads position for the one, two, three. I'm surprised he didn't do some type of choking, rope assisted crossroads or three piece. It's, this honestly just felt like. Not even a main event match, just the mid-card match, but they called it a main event because it was a bull rope. Okay. Yeah, it was a bull rope and it was Cody Rhodes. And 
you know, a couple things when you're saying about this match and you know what's coming because it's a Shinsuke match. We've seen a bunch of Shinsuke Cody matches, so we know what's coming. Not only that, but in the holiday tour, like they fought each other probably like three times a week. They're still like how this came about was uh, Shinsuke co- uh, ambushing Cody at a live event or whatever. Like they're still having matches at live events. Like these dudes have probably had fifty fucking matches in the last three months. So uh, it's it's probably just like muscle memory autopilot at this point obviously bull rope changes it a bit but um yeah i just didn't think it was all that great uh especially like you said for it being supposed supposed to be a bull rope and some of it was sloppy too like at one point the bull rope got caught around shinsuke's leg to the point where the bell was almost on his foot and then he like roundhouse kicked Cody in the face with his foot. And I was like, oh fuck, he almost like kicked him with the bell on his foot in the head. And I was like, I probably wouldn't have been very good. It it looked like this was Shinsuke's first bull rope match because he was tangled up in that thing quite a bit. It probably was. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> let's let's face it, they said I want to say the number was seven years since the last bull rope match or whatever, maybe on a televised event or something. Um, was it JBL and somebody? That that would be my guess. You know, I don't think Cody was there seven years ago. Maybe JBL was. Yeah, I I don't remember. It's been a fucking minute, and you know what? It can be another minute because this was kind of kind of lackluster. Yeah, I'd rather see a Punjabi prison match before I see another bull rope match. Yeah, give me more of these like uh, Vikings rules matches. I don't know. Just give me, give me something interesting. Yeah, make some. Just make some shit up. That actually. Although, like, let's let's applaud the Saint Louis crowd because there wasn't a single "We Want Tables" chant all night. There was a small three person chant at the start of the uh at the start of this match. I I missed that. I I It was I very small. That. It was very small. It sounded like a group of five drunk guys that were like in the second row. <laughs> like there's always those guys. Yeah. All right, fair enough. You got anything else to add on this episode, sir? Um I don't fucking remember anything else being relevant. They showed their weird CM Punk recovery stuff. That's another like real life kind of sports, you know, let's take you through what's actually going on. So I, and that's also what I was going to say. Like, was he going to be on this show and they still managed to get him a part of things. So he's, I mean, I don't think we're getting rid of him anytime soon. So eager to see what the actual next comeback would be. I wouldn't be mad if he won the Rumble next year. Me neither. Um, I don't know. We'll see. But uh, all right, take us home, my dog. Yeah, so we do thank you for allowing us to make your lives just a tad bit less miserable once again. We will catch you next time with some... Smackdown action, sprinkle a little bit of that NXT on top, but until then, stay safe and enjoy the day. Deuces, deuces. Peace.